0: we get new music for season two. Oh, shoot. Well, there's still time. There's still time.
1: Hey, welcome back to season two of Rhythms of Grace. Uh, We spent the last uh, sort of interim season talking about the book of Job. We're going to kind of pivot away from a specifically sort of sermon-based discussion into a brand new area, which I'm actually really excited about. Uh, I It's going to be good. It's like, even as you were talking about some of your ideas, just like sort of the stories and the, and the thoughts and the experiences started flowing. So I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a long one. This it season, is. for those of you that can't get enough, this season is going to go on and on and on. But
0: hopefully in a way that you don't want your favorite Netflix show to end That's either. That's right.
1: That's right um but why don't you tell us where what sort of journey are we embarking on So season.
0: season 2 we're uh, uh we're going to use the model of the tool of the enneagram uh, of both in terms of self-knowledge and spiritual formation okay and what that looks like and so, so it's really wisdom for people who want to get out of their own way and become mm-hmm. like more the person that God created them to be
1: Yeah and we're going to talk more about the enneagram specifically um, we're, we're kind of starting generally in the mm-hmm. area of, but I will say this, uh, my, I've been trying to get my wife to listen to our podcast and she <laughs> continues to say, cause you and I talk on the phone a lot during the week <laughs> we're on zoom calls. She says, I live the Sung and Nate show. I'm not also going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> like when i 'm in the garden, but she loves the enneagram oh. so this this could be our opportunity honey if you 're listening i 'm so glad you decided to join us, but before we get to the enneagram <laughs> specifically we 're talking about
0: self knowledge yep. kind of. self knowledge and self awareness and I think it was it was John Calvin who said, without knowledge of self, there is no knowledge of God, mm. and the reverse is true too, right like the, so let me rephrase that the more you know. Yourself, the more that empowers you to know God better, mm-hmm. and the know the more you know God, uh, that that should empower you to know yourself better as well too.
1: I love that we're combining those two things because I think sometimes they live sort of in exclusive categories, yeah. right? Like our understanding of God kind of exists in one place, and um, people will see knowledge of. Self as kind of like, well, that's just psychobabble or that's like Mm -hmm. navel gazing or whatever, (laughs) instead of instead of seeing how we want to specifically talk about how those two things come together and they come together in a really powerful, um, powerful way.
0: Yeah. And and I think when you think of examples, who's who who, uh, of people who have blown up their lives uh in their ministries i'm specifically thinking of christian leaders even pastors uh but some of it is the, just their lack of self awareness self knowledge and yeah. and, the, and just we underestimate our own capacity for self deception yeah Yep. And so you have these people who have studied the Bible, but they've never studied the the caverns of their own heart and their souls. Yeah. And so, and you see that even in Christian marriages, where uh, the spouse or both spouses don't understand both like the the inner beauty and the brokenness of who they are or their their own spouse. Yeah. And so, uh, again, like you said, this is so important.
1: And the journey towards sort of the extreme self-deception that you referenced, like that doesn't start with someone deciding they're going to embezzle a million dollars, for example. Right. It's like these small sort of incremental steps away from, you know, your self-knowledge, your true self that eventually lead us into these extreme sort of, um, you know, activities, uh, you know, and so it's, it's important. Like the way you avoid that is, is not to determine, oh, I'm not going to embezzle a million dollars. It's because that's never the the first question, right? The, The first thing you say is I'm going to make sure that there is no corner of my heart that is sort of unsearched and unopened to God.
0: Yeah. And I think, well, let's just start off with this, uh, you know, statement here that most people assume they know who they are when they actually don't. I mean, the nice thing is that I actually do know who I am. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's not to say that we don't know anything about ourselves. Right. But to the degree that, like, we have a high certainty that we know ourselves, that, uh, that 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 in some ways proves how little we know about ourselves i often think of i've had several people say say to me just directly like you know song i'm really self aware of myself yeah and that just kind of tells me that they're not. It's almost like they're trying to convince themselves and trying to convince me that, oh, they really know themselves.
1: It's like if somebody was trying to tell you how humble they were. Yeah, you right. That? You can't
0: quite be and be so sure of yourself. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, to some extent, I understand that because uh, there, there's what's called internal self-awareness and external self-awareness. And these two things don't exactly correlate with each other. So, for example, inter- a lot of people who say, I'm really self-aware may have a high degree of internal self-awareness. Like they... They are in tune with their feelings, or mm-hmm. they they know parts of who they are and how they respond. Oftentimes, uh, that doesn't correlate to high external self awareness, which is they don't know what kind of effect they have on other people. Yeah, yeah. And, and and so when they say I'm really self aware, like those are the very people, the same people that I think like you have no idea. Like how you come across, not only to me, but to everybody else. Right. And and so that's kind of the irony of of self-knowledge and humility, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, it reminds me of a training that I I went to uh, years, decades ago at this point. But one of the things that he communicated was that if you think you are loving someone but they are not perceiving that you're being loving, then guess what? You're not actually loving them in the way. And that's the difference, right? Your motivation inside you might be like, I love this person so much. But if you communicate it in a way that they can't receive it, then you're actually probably not loving them in the way they need to be loved.
0: Right. Yep. And so I think in general, when it comes to self-knowledge, self-awareness, I think we don't oftentimes question or evaluate the lens through which we see the world we just think this is how everybody sees the yeah. world and so that's one example of sometimes our lack of awareness we don't realize that we're wearing these lenses and, and we don't take them off to actually evaluate the lens mm-hmm. we, we don't think of how did i cut co- you know how what were the experiences and events in my life life that shaped my beliefs or misbeliefs um you know, to what extent is how I view something actually true or to what extent is it distorted? None of us think automatically that how we see things is actually distorted. Yeah, it's
1: it's helpful to also, this is a great place to tie it back to sort of our knowledge of God as well, because Mm -hmm. those same lenses that impact or influence the world around us, the way we see it, also impact and influence the way that we see God right and if we are unable to see where um, where that is sort of distorted like you said then our picture of God and our knowledge of who God is will also be distorted
0: yeah exactly and so I think there's often this phrase that people say like ignorance is bliss mm-hmm. and when it comes to like your own soul and human personality, ignorance is not bliss because what you don't know about yourself can and will hurt you. And like you referenced others around you, like as long as you're in the dark uh, about the lens through which you're looking at the world and the wounds that you have and the beliefs that you hold uh, about who you are, uh, like as long as you're in the dark about that, you are a prisoner uh, in in a cage that's locked from the inside. And so I think this is where, uh, again, like, and we'll talk about this throughout the season, a tool like the Enneagram can really help unlock some of those uh, areas where we imprison ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, the question is, do we really know ourselves? And and like, sometimes when I talk to people, I'll ask them, like, in in what ways does your past um, interfere with your present? And, and people be like, uh, no, I, I mean, the it past doesn't. is past. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then you realize, yeah, that's you, a red flag. Yeah. The sirens and right. everything. Yeah. It just shows that there are wounds and, and uh, things that they haven't really uncovered. And, and there are things that we pick up as kids. And this is every one of us that continue to secretly govern our, our behavior in the present. And um, so I, I think wrestling with these kinds of questions. Can and will help us to know God better. Yeah. It'll help us realize our immense need for God's grace, mm-hmm. and uh, on one hand, to affirm the 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 beauty that God has created us. Yeah. Again, for people who are like, "Oh man, I'm just I'm I'm just a worm," or the low self image, like, no, no, this will really shine on the the divine beauty that God has gifted you with. Yeah. But it also will show areas of deep brokenness. For those people who are like, yeah, you know, I'm good. Like, this will really expose those areas. Now,
1: now I can imagine that sort of the the talking about the child or, or you know, inner child or what happened in your childhood, I I can imagine that being like a polarizing thought. There are either people that feel like, oh, that's absolutely true, and I certainly carry wounds from my childhood. And then there will be people that are like – I'm the master of my own fate, you know, like Mm. as an adult, I have the power of free will and I've decided this and decided that. Um, So I want to be, again, clear that we're talking about something that's in the middle. Both of those things are true at the same time, but... If you live too much on the side of saying, well, you know, this is what happened to me. I will never be able to overcome this. Right. That's, that's losing a portion of the gospel and, and the restorative power of a relationship with Jesus and others. But if you also refuse to acknowledge where you came from, then guess what? Your ability
0: to grow is going to be capped in some sort of way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just important to just know, and we'll talk more about this in the next episode, but uh, as we talk about the Enneagram, it, it, realize it's just one tool to help you deepen your love for God and for other people. There are plenty of others. Um, we often like, you and I both like to say this quote, but it comes from British uh, a British mathematician, George Box. He says, all models are wrong, yeah. but some are useful. Yeah, And the Enneagram is, is a model that is imprecise, especially given the complex deep complexity of a human being yeah a human soul like there's no way any assessment or tool can completely uh, help us understand a, a human individual right so at, at the same time like hey some are useful and, and this has been useful for me and for many others so it's not an infallible tool it's not the end all be all of personality assessment and, and spiritual formation but um it, it, it is something that has been helpful
1: yeah yeah, and I, I know that I've found that to be true in my own life, um, learning more about myself in this way. you I've started to see things that I kind of just accepted before, and suddenly you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like I remember reading or hearing or discussing about how this can actually be tied to something deeper, Yeah, yeah. and that can be the benefit.
0: Yeah, in fact, you know, one example I give, uh, I'll give, I, I was just talking to somebody uh, two days ago, and he had just... Just begun the the uh, the journey of discovering the enneagram, and he had discovered his type. And as we we're talking, and I was describing that type for him, he he said, "Yeah, you know, this is really helping to put into words things I think I knew about myself and sensed." Yeah. But like now that you we talk about it, like yeah, that that's true. Yeah. And I, again, uh, some people will think like, "Oh, you're putting me in a box." Man, we'll, we'll talk about that next episode. There's so much to unpack there. But I, I just want to go back to the whole idea of like this human personality. Like we often think like um, there's good and bad when it comes to human personality. A lot of our personality, uh, at least from a social science perspective, is was developed as um, While we were little kids, you know, we put on masks, self-protective masks, which we call as adults, our personality over parts of our true self in order to protect ourselves from harm and to really understand how we make our way in the world. Mm. And so we learn as little kids, like, so our personality is like a, a combination and mixture of both our innate qualities, you know, it, it is inherent, uh, but at the same time, they're also. Uh, mixed in with coping strategies, conditioned reflexes, defense mechanisms that help us know what to do, right? Like we we all learn early on, what do I need to do to please my parents? What do I need to do to fit in and relate with my friends? Yeah. What do I need to do to to uh, satisfy the expectations of our culture or my boss and, and basically get my needs met? Yeah.
1: I mean, I I think I've shared this before, but the perfect example of that for me is uh, growing up, my older brother, um, was, and is still sort of like an extreme personality in a really good way. He's very unique, um, un, uh, ashamed to sort of forge his own path. Um, and then my younger brother was always on stage, always singing, loved to be the center of attention. And I was, my mom called me the invisible child because I was <laughs> introverted, studious, uh, very quiet, especially compared to those two. But what I realized was the way to differentiate myself was through performance, through perfection, uh, doing everything better than everybody. And so that sort of, that became a personality that I I am still struggling to unlearn because there are certainly good things about being a high performer. But if that's all, if that is how I define my worth, then what happens when suddenly I can't perform the way that I used to? you know, like I was an athlete, but guess what? I'm old now, dude. Like, you know, like I can't be the athlete that I used to be. Um, and there are going to be things that I'm not going to be the best at. And if that, if I cling to that as my identity, right. I, I, I will, I will live a miserable existence.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, when, when you, when you attach your identity to yeah. your personality, yeah, that's where, uh, like, toxicity and mental instability come from yeah verse and the again the personality is what some authors might call the false self Mm. that doesn't mean it's bad but just let's just understand that that's the mask that you you have created for yourself to to cope in the world that you live in yeah and and like you for me i've had those childhood experiences too you know and i've shared this in various contexts as well too but uh both my parents were uh were uh, worked uh, double income, so my dad was an engineer, then became a pastor. My mom was a nurse, so most of my growing up years, and even into my teenage years, um, I was alone at home. And so, as a teenager, I, back in the what what eighties uh, or 60s? whatever, oh sorry, a- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was what, what was called a lashkey kid. Yeah, I came home, and it was just me and my younger brother. My younger brother is like five and a half years younger than I am. So here, the the the, the inner narrative that was formed in my own life was um, there is nobody here to take care of you. Yeah. So you have to be strong. You cannot, and you have to protect those that you love. In that case, it was my brother who was like so much younger than I was. And so my brother has actually said to me at various phases in life, sung, you, you not only were my, um, Older brother, but because mom and dad were never around, you were like my parent as well too, and so I, I, you know, the narrative was like I must be strong, I must be the protector, I need to take care of myself and those people I love because nobody else will.
1: And there are some good things. First of all, that was necessary, right? Like it's not like it was an inappropriate response to the situation you found yourself in. so there there are and there are some good things that came out of that, right? Like your yeah. independence and your kind of um resilience and all of these things. It's just that your person who you are is a lot more than just those things.
0: Right. Yeah. And even as an adult, and and you experience this um, you know, rubbing shoulders with me, and so does my wife and family, but like those things can come out in ways that aren't healthy. Right. Right. Like um, Yeah. I I want control of my life. And, you know, I can be uh, um, really assertive to the point of not being helpful. Yeah. So again, it's true. (laughs) So you heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I think when it comes to self-knowledge, here's the thing. Like, I think the more you grow in self-knowledge, the more you become aware of your uh, uh, of your need for God's grace. Yeah. Right. Like. It's almost like the more you know, the more you know that you don't know.
1: Yeah. Didn't did some philosopher say that? Like Socrates or something wasn't he? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Or it's like the freshman effect, right? Like freshmen think they know everything. Or right. teenager effect, right? It's like you think you know everything. That shows how little you know. Yeah. It's like the the 75-year-old sage who after like – studied and read and learned everything is like i know nothing yeah and you're like what what do you mean you don't know nothing it's because the more you you dive into any area of knowledge and this would include your your, yourself the more you just realize man i know so little when you're when you take like astronomy 101 you're like oh yeah i know everything Sure, about this. i know the constellations that's the north star right big dipper little dipper what else is there yeah imagine i getting a phd in it yeah. and you're just like oh my goodness i know nothing about yeah. this yeah that really opens the door to a relationship with
1: god because it it creates in us a, a, a an understanding of our need for dependence yeah when you realize that there is so little of yourself that you actually are able to un, you know control or, or fully grasp the depths of, I personally find myself left saying, like, I, that's where I desperately need the grace of God, Mm -hmm. because in some ways, these habits are so ingrained, I may never be free of them in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And apart from God's redemptive power, they will have power over me until I die. And that's, that's a beautiful thing about self-knowledge is it increases our sense of dependence and if we turn that dependence on God, it will, that will in turn incre- increase our knowledge of him.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to end, you know, and again, uh, just reiterating that that reciprocity of without knowledge of self, there's no real knowledge of God. And re- really, it's, it's the knowledge of God that really empowers uh, your own knowledge of yourself. Yeah, that's one I'd actually like to come back to because I think there's more to say there about how
1: l- knowing more about God increases or should increase our knowledge of self. But we will tackle that on another episode. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you check us out next time.